Hey Chili's, I hope you're having a great week. I'm having a great week. We have a new patron, yay! So I just wanted to say thank you to Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Prado. I really appreciate you being a patron. And if any other listeners out there are interested in being a patron, you can find that link and more in our link tree on our Instagram at Real Chills Podcast. Other than that, our guest for this week uh, was super funny, had some really spooky stories. I really just like talking to her. We had Tan Huang. Enjoy! You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary. Real silly. Real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Chills. I have a really exciting guest for you today. I cannot wait to hear her story. We have Tan Huang. Tan, how are you hey, doing? I'm doing good. Did I say your last name wrong? No, Huang. <laughs> okay, Huang. Okay. Huang is good. <laughs> I do this all the time with all my guests because I get nervous and then I say the wrong one after <laughs> them telling me. So, okay, sorry. How are <laughs> no, you? It's good. I'm good. I'm very good. I'm excited to tell this story it's uh you know i'm a stand-up comedian but uh this story is creepy it's not gonna be laughs it's just gonna be that's okay straight up chill oh that's exciting uh so before we get into the story i like to ask all of our guests the same question which is where do you stand on the paranormal are you more of like a true believer or a skeptic i'm like a true believer like yeah i've I've been (laughs) I've been haunted on so many times that, like, I know they're real. I don't have a definite answer. I, I believe in everything. I believe in alien gods, yeah. plural, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, all that stuff, honestly. Um, you know, I believe in reincarnation, but that's just because yeah. I'm Asian. So, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm. my family is very a true believer, too, you know, like, like I feel like most people they tell their parents, oh, I think we have a ghost in the house. You know, they'll be like, no. But my parents yeah. would kind of take it seriously. Like, like if I said we have mice, they'd be like, oh, really? Well, <laughs> that's keep a lookout awesome. on it. We'll <laughs> yeah, <laughs> set some traps or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, I always say I'm like all in, Bigfoot, mm-hmm. other dimensions. I believe it. It's just more fun to live life that way. Honestly, for me. But a lot of people tend to have, like, a little bit of skepticism. I think that's fair, too. Um, yeah, like, I don't believe in vampires. <laughs> you I know, I mean, convinced. <laughs> Bigfoot, I feel like he's out there, for sure. You know, <laughs> yeah. for vampires, it's like, nah, that's like a story. Character. Yeah, yeah, people no. were sick or something, and mm-hmm. they said they were vampires. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you want to get into your story? Yeah. I do. Okay. So I'm from Vietnam, by the way. That's where I was born. And this story took place when I was, I think, seven. Me and my uh, parents and my aunt and uncle, a group of us, huge. You know, I think we had like, yeah, like four cars total. You know, our parents, we were trying to find a hotel to stay at. We found this hotel. And this hotel was so weird. It was so imagine like a regular hotel. And then you look on the side, like, oh, is that a tree house? It's like, yes, but the tree house is like made of concrete. <laughs> so, you know, so like, but from afar, I was like, oh, that's a tree house with multiple rooms. Like, no, 
concrete. And those are like the deluxe rooms. You pay extra right. to sleep in those. And they weren't very nice at all. They looked like like a bad, like a theater set. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, for some reason, we're there. And we're not going to stay there. But for some reason, instead of just leaving, like all the adults, just like, kind of stay there and clown on it. I remember just being like, what are you doing here? Like, just leave. And they're just kind of like checking stuff out, making jokes, being very disrespectful. <laughs> and then there was like this huge shrine. So in Vietnam, like, uh, you know, we try to pray to our ancestors. Not really pray, but we keep them around. You know, we light incense and stuff. And um, we have this huge shrine. And we got this big picture of this guy in the center. Because it looked like, oh, this guy's important. You know, it's his shrine. Now I'm going to jump to the future. Here's what I think happened. Because I think my cousin took a food off of that shrine. Because the shrine has food. Oh, we think that's no. what happened. Okay. So now back to the uh, present or in the past. So we hang out there. All right. It's like 11. All right. Everybody, let's just pack up and leave. You know, we gathered all the kids, all the adults. And... We couldn't find my one cousin. The cousin who we said in the future must have done something to the shrine. We couldn't find my cousin. And we couldn't find Jerry. And Jerry was smaller. I think he was maybe four or five at that time. And at first it's like, oh, it's a hotel. We'll find him. You know, there's like this big tree house, you know, like let's just split up and find him. And we just could not find Jerry anywhere. And it's starting to get like really worrisome, you know. We start to like ask the staff, and like eventually hours went by, and we just could not find Jerry. And people are starting to panic. We call the cops. The cops are there. We even like look at you know buildings next door, and I think like maybe right when the sun's about to come down, maybe like six or seven. I remember seeing my aunt, and she was just pale you know she's crying all day and all the adults are just like i've never seen all my family so like like crap this is that this happened to us you know what i mean and then i remember they all just started like you know like praying i think they like lit an incense you know took some incense in the shrine lit it you know said some prayer and then just like that my cousin showed up just like this boom immediately happened right after. <clears throat> and here's the part that still breaks my brain to this day. We came up to him and asked, where were you? What happened? My cousin said, and again, my cousin looked very like, I don't want to say traumatized, but very like in shock. And he just said, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. It's like, what do you mean I'm saying? It's like, why did, why did all of you ignore me for so long? saying i was here i was here all of you frantically run around looking for me i'm tugging at your shirts i'm screaming my name and none of you all of you ignored me and that still like i was there i was that the kid i was like trying to look for my cousin and wow. after he, he said that i we just none of us could comprehend what happened <laughs> uh to this day uh i you know, I still see Jerry when I go to Vietnam, and I really want to bring that story up. And my yeah. mom, everybody's like, don't. Honestly, don't. Oh. Like, none of us has brought it up since. I don't know even if he even remembered it. We all did. Wow. 
yeah so um that's my story wow this is kind of short but no no it was that was awesome i do have my biggest question i think is like where did jerry go like do you think it's another reality or the spirit world like he was here in that room he, was he there. just didn't exist no one could see him there's anymore. like a chinese folklore or something where we believe like if a ghost covered your eye you won't like see you know i've seen in tvs movie shows you know where like you know like a ghost you know covers someone's eyes and then they can't see right what, what they're looking for you know but all of us were there so yeah. like <laughs> you know how many but yeah that that experience is the reason why i'm not a skeptic because none of us can explain what happened and yeah to this day that is one of my most creepiest ghost stories yeah what do oh, you think of that megan <laughs> Thank God they <laughs> sent Jerry back. <laughs> like, yeah, they were probably like, I don't want to take care of a four year old. I'm just going to teach them a lesson <laughs> and give them back. What happened if we like, we didn't, would we just be lost or, like, forever? Are there people that he, that don't get sent back? That's, that's the part that always oh scares my me, like with yeah. alternate realities and things like that. It's like, I think I'd be cool seeing one, but not having the, the knowledge to get back to my reality would be a nightmare. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I hate that. Like, <laughs> uh, does and Jerry doesn't talk about it. Your family doesn't talk about the yeah. Experience at all? I, I don't bring it up, and I just I want to, but I don't know. Like, I ask my parents, and they're just like, "Nah, don't, don't do that." Really? Push them out, you know. And my parents, they've seen all their fair share of ghosts and whatnot. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> you want to hear another one? <laughs> yeah, anything, I'd love but... to if you want. If you want to, no pressure. All right. Sure. Well, I just thought about this. This is okay. like something that came in my brain today. But my grandpa, technically, okay. So here's reincarnation. All right. If you're like, an, you know, if you're an asshole, you get reincarnated as a life that's less fortunate. You know? Right. It ranks. It goes like. Believe it or not, the first level of hell is to be reincarnated as a woman. Oh no! Because it's like because it's tougher. Because it's yeah. tougher to be a woman. Yeah. So like that's the, actually the a first. bad person. <laughs> anyway. Um, but that's weird because I'm trans and I think about it all the time. So like, right. what is this? Right. <laughs> am I in hell or in heaven? What am I supposed to learn? <laughs> anyway, below that, if you're really evil, you just go to hell. And God. most most of us go to hell. And then reincarnate. You know, there's like a big check of the things we've done wrong and things we've done right. And you're like, okay, you're, you know, you go to hell for two weeks and then you reincarnate. Who cares? You know, so you but, can go to hell and then escape hell? Because like I grew yeah. up Catholic and it's like, once you're in hell, you're in hell. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, there's like a bill, you know, okay. if you're, if, if it comes down to it and there's an, a balance, you just go to hell. You, uh, you know, receive your punishment and then you leave. Oh, wow. But then, okay, like my grandma, reason why I said that, my grandma straight up went to hell for like years because apparently she like killed someone back, you know, or on her, I don't know, but her apparently, and like, then and the monk didn't know this. The monk, like, you know, on the funeral did her readings and stuff and said, oh yeah, your grandma, she's going to be in hell for a while. She's not reincarnating. I was like, wow, you did not know Oof. that. Yeah. 
And my grandpa, technically, my grandpa uh, became a Buddha. He's, he no longer reincarnates. If you, so a, a step up above reincarnating into a, in a nice life is just you're just one with everything. You're Buddha. You're like, you, you're out of the reincarnation game. Right. You did it. You don't have to worry about living ever again. You're just, huh, That's nice. The universe. Yeah. What's weird about that, though, is that, like, he still haunt us for a good, like, <laughs> I think, like, a year after he died, which is weird because it's like, you said he's going to be Buddha. What, he just hangs out for a year? <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah. And he haunt everyone except me. Oh. Everyone except me. When my grandpa died a few weeks later, my sister had a dream that my grandpa reached out with his hand. He just, she saw a hand that she knows was grandpa. And then in Vietnam. They did this uh, post-funeral ritual where they dumped rice all over the floor and overnight. And then the next day, they found handprints on the rice. Ooh, no footprints, so just handprints. And it was that same night when my sister said, I had a dream. The grandpa took me over We, okay, so uh, my mom once uh, hired a new maid. just like a new maid uh, to come help clean up and stuff because, you know, in Vietnam, a house tends to be big. Tons of family live in one house, usually. So this house used to have my aunt and uncle, my grandpa, but now my grandpa's dead. And we came where we hired this new maid. And at night, my grandpa would walk around the hallway, and this new maid would think, and would like lead him back to his bedroom. And the whole night, she's just like, ah, oh. this, this old man do not go to bed. And oh, they keep doing man. that. And then the next day, remember, this is second day after employment. Uh, she set out the table for breakfast. My mom says, what's the extra bowl for? And the maid said, oh, it's for the old man. Oh, I should go get him. And my mom like, ooh. So my mom took her to the bedroom, which is empty, and said, is this the old man? There's a picture oh. of my grandpa on the wall. And said, yeah, that's the old man. It's like, ooh. Yeah, he's, he's dead. <laughs> and oh that maid... God quit that day oh yeah she just yeah. left <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah oh my gosh that's so intense so after like a funeral you would have like a monk do a ceremony and that's how you know like mm -hmm. your grandma or grandpa like what their next step yeah. is yeah uh i don't know if that's like that's probably a very old school thing to do you yeah. know, I, I don't feel like we're gonna do that to our relative we're gonna find a monk you know, but um, yeah, at the time, that's what they did. There's a lot of post-funeral rituals. Again, if your relatives go to hell for a while, um, they actually need money. They need afterlife money. Oh, no. And, yeah, and we have these fake religious money that we would burn and technically it sends it to them. And my mom had a dream. Again, this is like six months after he died. He had a dream that my grandpa says, you got to burn me some money. I'm out of really? Mind. Yeah. And my mom is so unfazed by all of this. Remember, she found out my grandpa Han and Newman, she's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Know, she does not care. Like, oh no, now we're going to have to find a new mate. Basically. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's so cool. Like, um, I feel like with my family, my dad is what really got me into the paranormal. He really likes it. 
Um, but my mom is so against it. Like I grew yeah. up in a haunted house. That's kind of my like really? yeah, in our house is like pre-revolutionary war. It's super old. Oh no. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my mom will not admit to it. She's like, no, it's not haunted. I'm like, you've been haunted. <laughs> and she won't tell me when she gets haunted anymore because she's like frustrated that I keep talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> um so Does it still scare you like did you get used to the hauntings yeah so like the the hauntings are never they never feel like menacing or like mm. evil it's more just like reminding you that they're there kind of very very nice hauntings i'd say which is like weird to say i guess in general but uh, i've never been afraid even when i was little i feel like we've always felt like there was a connection there somehow so I'm not scared. Sometimes when my friends visit, they're scared because they're not used to it. But uh, I'm still scared. I not in my new house. Um, my mom always told me this when I be scared. She'd be like, "Why are you afraid of ghosts? It's your house." And I would never <laughs> get that as a kid. But now <laughs> I have a house. Fun. I get it. I get it yeah. now. I have a creepy ass basement that's constantly flooding, and I'm like midnight listening to a scary podcast. In that creepy salt basement, you know, wiping <laughs> up this pool puddle, and and I just like I do not care if a ghost come here, I will confront you. <laughs> That's just <laughs> how I feel. Once you start um, paying a mortgage, you're like, never mind, I'm not scared. <laughs> yeah, once it's just it feels weird. It just feels like a power, and I feel empowered in this space. It's different than go to someone else's place, and then now I'm the intruder. Right. You know? Right. But yeah. Yeah, I think maybe it's because you have just as much of a right to be there as they do. So it's exactly. kind of like, and I'm still living here. So like, I feel like we do have more control over these experiences than we realize, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think your mom is like, psychic or has like any ability? Because normally when they're so on phase, they're just used to it, or just more connected with the other side, maybe? Oh, I don't know, me and my, my sister and my mom definitely have this weird thing where whenever their eyes twitch, someone dies. <laughs> I swear to God. She'll be, she'll be like, my eyes has been twitching for weeks. And then, okay, grandma died. You know, so oh is my, my mom. Gosh. Yeah, they, um, oh, my mom is crazy. Okay, she literally, this literally happened uh, beginning of this year. Uh, my mom had a dream. And in a dream, she remembered a series of numbers. And she told her um, partner, and partner says, are you stupid? You are, you, you remember numbers from a dream? Go get a How? lottery ticket. Go get yeah. a lottery ticket. And she won. She yeah. won? Yeah, she like, won? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was like, no question. First of all, technically, you're not supposed to be able to read in dreams. I read you about can. that. You can. Yeah, you're not supposed to. Yeah. And she, yeah. And this is funny that, uh, you know, her girlfriend was like, oh, yeah, my mom. Mom's tech, I don't know what her deal is, but we just accept. <laughs> you didn't have to, yeah, that's She's okay. old-fashioned. She's probably never going to come out, whatever. We just, you know. But, yeah, her girlfriend's like, are you serious? My numbers? Go. Get the lottery ticket. Yeah, so that happens to my mom. So I don't know if that's psychic or what. That's so cool. I feel like she has, like, a special gift of some sort. Like, that is just, like, like you said, I can barely remember what I did in a dream, like, mm. if I had one. But to, like, remember a, a string of numbers. A string of numbers. Like, not one number. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's... <sighs> if you ever do, just get the lottery ticket. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. 
it makes sense in the logic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if it's because again, she's so open to to all of it. Yeah. She is definitely very open to all of it. Yeah, my mom is a very special person. Lives a very <laughs> full life. Do you have uh, those those things too? Like crazy dreams or twitchy eyes or anything? <laughs> like, no, well, whenever my eye trips, nothing happens. Yeah. But like my sister famously it happens. So many times. I'm I'll be there. I'll be like, oh no, your eyes twitching. And then usually what follows, someone dies. So uh, wow. me, no, I, I don't think so. I don't even, I get haunted on the least, to be honest. Right, uh, they kind of tend to leave me alone. It's funny about that. My grandpa, yeah, he never haunted me. And uh, and, and I used to, okay, when I was like, well, a 12-year-old maybe, I used to like sneak into his bedroom and like use his computer or watch porn <laughs> like after he died like okay like that and he never bothered me ever and like that's how like horny teenagers are it's like i don't care that everybody yeah. in this house i've been yeah. haunted on i'm this is the only room with a computer <laughs> right <laughs> but it's funny and i this is think about this sometimes but maybe he didn't haunt me because i know i'm like one of his favorite grandchildren oh and I think I'm still his favorite grandchildren because I think that when I was watching those porn, he was probably there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that was my, my thought is, what if that's why he didn't become Buddha? He like stayed for oh, a year. No. <laughs> <laughs> think about my, my grandpa, it's like, my grandpa, it's like a Chinese man from the 20s. You know, he's probably <laughs> never seen like, like a black woman before. So like an right. interracial and his mind was blown anyway you kept him from being buddha that's so funny <laughs> that's my theory oh but he got it eventually so yeah, it's yeah, not he, a big deal yeah he like eventually we don't see him again and i remember like a couple years ago i'm just like hey do you think grandma's still in hell it's like oh yeah i think she's gone I'm like yeah it's been a decade <laughs> but it just came to my mind uh yeah my grandma was not yeah she was not a good person I didn't even know anything about that, but I was like, this lady's not nice. But Oh no. That's and she crazy was that, married so, to your grandpa? Like different grandpa. Um, different grandpa. Okay. That, I was like, that's a weird pair. Yeah. <laughs> the one that went to hell is my dad's mom. The one that became Buddha is my mom's dad. Wow. Maybe that's why she's not afraid. Because it's her dad. You know? Yeah. 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 She huh. I I really do feel like I don't know. Just to be so cool about the paranormal, you have to have like a, a different understanding. I'm I'm pushing a lot on your mom. I don't know your mom. <laughs> <laughs> so this is me just guessing. But I t I've talked to a lot of people about it. And I think just these stories, she, uh, she has the most like chill attitude towards it. Like there's people who see things and they're kind of excited about it. But it almost seems like this is just the life your mom lives. Like it's like, well, this is it. You know, ghosts are real, Buddha's real. My Some dad was Buddha. <laughs> Sometimes it does creep out. There's one story that did creep them all out. And again, this is why I don't get haunted on as much as they do. One time me and my family went to vacation and we rented like a house. This small cabin, two four actually. And right. during the whole night I was downstairs. You know, watching TV, if I was asleep downstairs. I woke up the next day, my entire family was like, 
did not, you know, they looked so creeped out. I was like, what happened? So during the night, my mom would keep hearing footsteps along the balcony. And the balcony's outside. You know, you know how she got to open a door for a balcony and yeah. keep hearing footsteps outside. And that's what she heard. My sister and my dad saw a lady walking around outside. Hell no. My mom just heard Hell it. no. And then the next day when they woke up, they found slippers. There were slippers outside. Just random slippers? Yeah, like the indoor slippers that they, you know, at the hotel had. No one went out the balcony, but now it's outside. So that was the first time where I was like, wow, you guys were actually creeped out. I was creeped out. I was alone downstairs all night, but I didn't, nothing happened to me. But yeah. Yeah, so, I don't like that story. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like creepy ladies like was, shuffling around outside. It creeped out that there was evidence. There's three eyewitnesses, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. There was a lot there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. what um was it like on a lower like i know there's a balcony but was it like a lower floor or uh, well it was just like a two-floor thing i was okay. first floor and then it's like a second floor upstairs it's very small like maybe two bedroom one bedroom um villa, is it called villa? i don't know it's like a castle <laughs> fancy yeah but did your family fancy. do anything about it or were you guys all just like well it is it, what it is i think it was the last night so, oh, so good. they just left. <laughs> and yeah. didn't tell anyone, just like mm -hmm. left it the way it was. <laughs> I was I felt creeped out thinking that there were ghosts upstairs. You know, when I heard it, I was creeped out, even though I didn't experience it. Yeah. But yeah. Was this in Vietnam still? Yep. It's a lot of this happened in Vietnam. Um I do feel like there's probably I don't know why, I just feel like there's more ghosts in that just because there's a longer history. I feel right. America's kind of like, even though there's a lot of tragic thing that happens, I feel like it, it doesn't go to like centuries. It's still you know? like a baby, cons still baby. Yeah, considering. Yeah. 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 Um, America, I feel like has pockets, whereas like, it sounds like Vietnam, it's all over. <laughs> there are definitely pockets. <laughs> like, yeah. America is so big. Yeah. Hey, I'm Danny. I'm John. We host Blanket and Covers, the show where we cover the covers. Have you ever thought about trying to find every single version of Angel of the Morning or Careless Whispers? That's an us thing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> if that's something that you think you would be into, I think you should definitely check out our show. We think that by listening to every version of a song that has ever been done can like gain something new. Yeah. Each week we do a, a deep dive through a band's catalog or one specific song. Season one is out there now. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. There is one American ghost story that happened to me. And this was my first. Oh, finally. I got haunted <laughs> on, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, and okay so i was in the hamptons new york and uh all my friends were there i had a friend my friend dave i have my cousin we're staying at my sister's ex-fiance family house at the moment you know and this story i oh, this is like honestly i feel like this is more of a closed ghost encounter than the story of my cousin because the room was lit it wasn't dark 
and there were people in that room. So it was like maybe 10, 11 o'clock, you know, we're all spread out in the living room. You know, I have a cousin sleeping on the couch. I have another cousin sleeping on the chair. I have a friend with an air mattress, you know, on the ground. And I'm, um, I think I was sleeping on the air mattress as well, but I didn't go to bed yet because the whole night I keep seeing faces by the window because there are a few windows. And every time I would just be doing it, I can just be like, oh, no, there, there is a face in that window. <laughs> I can tell. And when I look over, there is a face, a very angry face. And, and then I would like freak out, blink, and be gone. And this would happen for like hours, hours. And then eventually around two o'clock, again, this room is lit. There's people in the room sleeping. I'm the only one awake. Two, finally, in the corner of the room was just a, a man. Just like, just like, as clear as, just like a person. And I remember him clearly. He was like an old man with a long white beard. And he wore like this old colonial looking long dark blue jacket with buttons, like an old general. And he's just standing. I, and I looked at him for maybe six seconds. I just remember just, I didn't blink. Yeah. And I think when I did blink, he was still there. And eventually I just like, you know, I, I pulled the cover over my head. And then, you know, when I look back, he's gone. After that, the faces still up here. And I remember by like 3.30, I was getting used to it. <laughs> like I sure. remember at yeah. 3.30, I was just like, <laughs> I, I logically, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? You're not going to hurt me at all. You would have done yeah. it hours ago, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I just went to bed. And, um, but that was this experience that happened to me in America. And I think that's the only hunting story that happened in America, but that was one that I will never forget because it was the whole night faces and that freaking old man, you know, clear as day. Did you tell the rest of your group have like, has that place been haunted before? Um, I told the rest of my group, uh, someone woke up during the night and asked, something going on? You know, I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen ghosts. Like, and, oh and, they're like, and they're like, oh, okay. And they went back to bed. What? They don't, they don't, they don't care. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was the weirdest thing where it's like, there's people in the room, you know, it's not, you know, because I feel like if you're, you know, alone and you're already creep out, you can see things, yeah. you know, but this is different. The room was lit, yeah. there's people. Anyway. Yeah, I also think that, like, oftentimes at night when you see things, it's kind of in the corner of your eye, but mm -hmm. then when you look, uh, it disappears. Mm -hmm. So what makes this story so scary is that you looked, and there was still a... F and <laughs> were the faces, like, very defined? Could you see... I mean, you said they were angry. Yeah, Could I remember they were old, uh, old white men making dramatic... Like, like the face I'm making, like, like that. Oh, wow. They were not happy faces. They don't look like the man that appeared. Because the man appeared, didn't make a face. He just looked like Dumbledore. Just like an <laughs> old, wise man with a beard. Um, but those other faces. Um, man. I like it was the same guy, even. Very just really? no, no facial hair. Just very smooth, pale face. Long, uh, Caucasian nose. And just 
imagine like a Scrooge, like I'm making a Scrooge face. Ooh. That's creepy. I wonder if maybe like, again, this is all me just guessing, but mm. I wonder if the faces, I have a couple theories. One, okay. I think it's like what you mentioned, it's obviously a soldier. I feel like upstate New York, is it upstate New York? You yeah, it's in the Hamptons. Is pretty um, yeah. desolate. I feel like they have had wars out, out that way, like battles. Um, but I also am thinking, like, maybe the beard guy is, like, a protector of the house maybe. or maybe of your family. And that's why that thing couldn't come in. That, that yeah. I've been thinking about it like that. Because <clears throat> his presence, I thought, was very crazy to see it, man. He yeah. didn't exude scariness. Right. That's what mm -hmm. I'm getting yeah. from you, is that he was kind of just chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But those faces, though, you just felt like being watched, which is new. And then there were only like three windows, and it, it, they would just alternate. Let's be, oh, now it's this window, and now it's that window. So it's just like. <sighs> You're really brave. I'd be having a meltdown. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, I would wake everybody up. I wouldn't suffer alone through that. Not a chance. I kind of think I did when, when the one person woke up, but they just didn't do much. I, I think they are also the kind of people that are used to it. Really? You know, because, yeah, like my family's Asian and we deal with ghosts differently. All the time. Yeah. yeah. All the time. It's just part of your life. But it's yeah. still unsettled. Especially, like, I think it's different if, like, you just saw the beard person because the beard person was just existing. Mm -hmm. But to see, like, a menacing face, like, what if it was just a normal person? You oh know? My God. Like, yeah, just like, a, like, you should I wait. even occur to me. Oh yeah. My God, that would have been so terrible. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you before. No, but like, but like, that's funny, though. I didn't thought about that. I just immediately thought, ghost. Oh, my God. How <laughs> dumb was <Yeah>. that? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it could just be a, a crazy person. So yeah. always keep that in mind when you're yeah. seeing ghosts. That's funny, though. Yeah. That, that's like, if you rob an Asian person's house, just there's a, a chance that they, they might think it's a ghost before they think it's a robber. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, I've never I've experienced a few hauntings, but they've never been menacing. I also I really like oh, that yeah. you don't just say haunted, you say haunted on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, it's Oh my just puts a comedic twist to it because it's uh, hauntings are scary. Yeah. And <laughs> the only way I can like talk about it and feel funny about it if I say haunted on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's almost like I. This is not what you're trying to do at all, but it's also like it makes me think of like dance, like grinding on or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that's what I, I'm like haunted on. Ooh, kind of like that. It's just like it's a little distressing. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> unsettling for sure. Yeah, and and you will always tell that story anyway. <laughs> just like yeah. grind, just like being grinded on. It's a story you'll tell. Yeah. Do we have time for your story? Oh yeah, for sure. I would love we to can hear do it. it. Yeah, let's get into it. So you were talking about your family and your family's hauntings. And mm -hmm. I've talked a lot about being haunted in my house. So I didn't want to do that again. But mm -hmm. there is one thing. I have a lot okay. of family in Jersey. And there's a cryptid there called the Jersey Devil. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. So I figured we could talk about the Jersey Devil because um, even though we've never seen it, we would watch all of the TV shows on it. And my uh, me and my cousins 
they they lived right by the Pine Barrens, which is where it's supposed to be. And we were so like our cousins would like at night like drive us past the woods and like be like, <laughs> oh no, the car is breaking down, and like roll down the windows and like oh we'd all be God. screaming our heads off like, just drive the Jersey Devil. Anyway, That's so that the is worst. <laughs> when people do yeah. that. Too. Yeah, my family thinks they're funny, but, like, they're traumatizing <laughs> us as well. Um, so, yeah, so I thought it would be, like, a fun connection just because, like, this was a big thing for our family. Though this, I'm almost certain, isn't I'm pretty sure this probably isn't real, but I guess we'll see. According to an article titled The Jersey Devil and Folklore by the Pinelands Preservation Alliance, the Jersey Devil was designated in 1938 as the country's only state demon. It is described as a kangaroo-like creature with the face of a horse, the head of a dog, bat-like wings, horns, and a tail. So, according to Mythology.net, from their article titled The Jersey Devil, here is the story. Okay. Mother Leeds went on to have many children. After having 12 children, she was exhausted and ready to stop giving birth. However, to poor Mother Leeds' dismay, she had become pregnant again with her 13th child. Angry at her misfortune, she cursed the child in her womb, saying that it would be the devil. On the night that Mother Leeds went into labor, a group of her family and friends were gathered around to welcome the new child into the world. They waited in the next room while the midwife helped Mother Leeds give birth. At last, the child was born, and all of the Leeds' family and friends rushed into the room to see the new child. At first, it appeared to be normal and of good health. Suddenly, things began to change. The innocent face of the child turned into that of an ugly goat. Its hands became claws and its feet became hooves. The infant began growing at an alarming rate and suddenly resembled a strange cross between a wyvern and a farm animal. I'm not sure what that is. I'm guessing a demon? <laughs> It sprouted a pair of leathery wings and finally unfurled its hideous transformation to the room. The creature then killed the midwife and many of the friends that had gathered in the room. Some versions say that everyone but its parents were slaughtered. Either way, after killing some or all gathered in the room, it flew up the chimney and into the woods where it still resides to this day. I didn't, wow, I didn't know that was a story. I've only <laughs> yeah, heard isn't of it, that a but... messed up origin story? <laughs> yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty cool, though, that people back then were so creative. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, uh, 13 kids. I can't even imagine more than two <laughs> having to raise. It's kind of like a relief, right? Like, if if I was that mom, if, like, I was like, oh, thank God, it's self-sufficient. It's just going to fly away. <laughs> <laughs> like... Like, when I heard it, I was like, all right, I mean, you know. But this was, like, in the 30s, you say? 1930. No, well, the 1930s is when it um, became, like, the official state cryptid. So when does that story happen? The alleged story? I think it happened, like, in the seven, like 17, 1800s. Okay. Mm -hmm. I thought yeah. that was, I thought it was from the 40s, which I thought would be cool. <laughs> it's like, wow, that happens in the 40s? <laughs> I would believe that. <laughs> I do. I would still believe it with how medicine is moving so slowly. Mm. Like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yeah, I actually do. I have two sightings to talk about. Okay. So this is another article. Uh, 16 creepy alleged sightings of the Jersey Devil. So 
Number one, Napoleon's okay. brother, Joseph Bonaparte, spotted the beast in the winter of 1813. After oh, a series the, of mis- the Napoleon. Yeah, the about- Napoleon. Oh, okay. Isn't that right. funny? It's a All weird right. connection. I did not know they came to Jersey, but... Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's explained. <laughs> yeah, Napoleon. <laughs> Jersey. <laughs> He be- oh. yeah, a short, angry man fits right in. <laughs> Could lay low there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Napoleon's brother ended up living in Bordentown, New Jersey, after a series of misfortunes. When he moved to New Jersey, he heard about the legend of the Jersey Devil. In the winter, he was left all alone in this country house, and he decided to go hunting in the woods on his property. He saw very strange tracks in the snow that were unlike any animal he had ever seen before. They looked like a donkey's hooves, but there were only two feet instead of four. When he turned around, he saw a huge creature with a horse's head and wings. It screeched and flew over his head. He told everyone he knew, swearing that it truly was the Jersey Devil. Now, I believe a little more now because that's like a celebrity sight. You know, like, (laughs) I trust Napoleon. It's we believe celebrities <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah, because like that's that's not like a who is so and so. It's like no, that's somebody. <laughs> like yeah. Napoleon of all people. He has I'm, a reputation to lose. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a long of the list of the things that he said. <laughs> you know, I don't know what his famous sayings are, but along there is, I saw the Jersey Devil. I swear it's real. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. so cool. I like. It's that. like I don't. I mean, I can't imagine living in the woods in the 1800s it's got to be so i feel like so i want to believe this i want to believe everything Mm -hmm. but i also feel like you do kind of go a little crazy being like in solitude out in the woods you know what i mean also i just feel like people probably hallucinating a lot just from their regular medicine or just from eating moldy bread (laughs) yeah but but then he described it just like the perfectly so yeah that's what got me is that like it's very specific, you know. Yeah. It's the same description, <laughs> a lot. That's like it's got a lot going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So you have another one. I do. I have one more. Um, okay, so in the 1840s, many farmers lost sheep to the devil. Between the years 1840 to 1844, farmers reported hearing an otherworldly scream and screeching noise. And when they went outside the next morning, their sheep were either slaughtered or completely missing. It would seem to be more logical if wolves, dogs, or coyotes attacked these sheep, but the farmers apparently thought that there is no logical explanation for the killings unless it was the Jersey Devil. A posse of men gathered to kill the beast that was eating all of the livestock, but they never found the beast that was responsible. Dang. Yeah. That's, I like that he just, he's like, no, it can't be anything else than the Jersey Devil. Right, right, but. yeah. To be killing that many, I don't I don't know enough about wolves, but I think it was just like the extent of like how many sheep were like missing or, or slaughtered. So we got a posse. Got yeah. a posse looking for this yeah. <laughs> like fictional creature. Like I know. People were into it. That must I, be fun. I feel like you know, you know, mop my dad. I think that would be amazing <laughs> to go Yeah, like go on a like a hunt. Yeah, and, and you know you're not like going after a person dressed you know up, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> or you know historically, yeah. It's just like it's just like, hey, if we don't find it, it's still fun. If we yeah. do find it, holy crap, we did but, it, yeah. <laughs> but, 
you know, it's I just think like it's a fun hang with friends and guns. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, that reminds me, uh, Rob Schneider is a monster. He sucks. But uh, have you ever seen, I think it's called The Animal? I think, yeah. Norm MacDonald <laughs> has, like, the funniest scene where, like, he's like, hey, when should we light our torches? And he's like, at night. Because they were, like, in a mob trying to hunt oh, yeah, the animal oh, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he was, like, at night, and he's like, say, as he's holding a lit torch, he's like, say someone already lit their torch. Which then, like, <laughs> he's like, that's it, back of the mob. And he's like, oh, yeah. it's, it's Dr. just Cox. such... Yeah. That was Dr. Cox. Yeah, he's Dr. Like, Cox. All right, back of the That scene is so funny. He's like, oh, I, I got here early. Like, yeah. Oh, man, R.I.P. Yeah, that's oh. what it just made me think of. R.I.P. Norm Macdonald, right? Oh, not Doctor, not Doctor Cox. Oh, I would okay, be right. Right. equally. I would be so. I love Doctor Cox. I'd yeah. be really sad. I don't know his actor name, but <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> no, Doctor Cox forever. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so okay, I have a little bit more. So okay. the Jersey Devil is a myth that has its origins deep, rooted deep in American history. The beast has been known to cause several small scares in the modern day, though this was not originally the case. Uh, let's see. It's entirely possible that the legend of the Jersey Devil started as a joke between rivals. So mm. it seems that all of the elements of the Jersey Devil myth can be tied back to a r- rivalry between the Leeds family and the Quaker population that lived in New Jersey. This is further evidenced by the fact that before the 1900s, the creature was also commonly referred to as the Leeds Devil, as well as the Devil of Leeds. Eventually, this rivalry would go on to include Bren- Benjamin Franklin himself, who could have been responsible for the start of the myth that would lead to the fascination of of America in modern day. That, see now, that that contradicts with Napoleon thing. I know, yeah, I know. This this guy's just a big fool. (laughs) I wanted to go back and forth, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it started as a joke. Are you familiar with tulpas? What is that? So Tulpa, it's kind of like Slenderman, where um, it's like, it starts out kind of fake, but if enough, like, groupthink, mentality, Mm -hmm. energy is put towards it, it comes to life. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, that's like the, not gimmick, but that's the thing about Tulpa. It's like, gotta be a lot of people. Yeah, or just a lot of energy going towards it. Like, one person can do it. There was, like, a story of, like, a monk that had a tulpa through, like, prayer or whatever. But they're kind of, like, they start out, they're kind of, like, genies, I guess, where, like, they start out seeming to be good and, like, protective or whatever, Mm -hmm. depending on how it was created. But then things go wrong, obviously. It's it's uncontrollable. I like that. I I do just think that, like, you know, like, let's say there's two different dimensions. And sometimes, you know, things happen and our dimension has a blip. Yeah. It, it draws the attention of the other dimension. Do you know what I mean? And that's why you have a yeah. huge group. You have a huge group or something crazy happens. You know, that's why people sacrifice goats and stuff. You know, just, just right. throw a signal, I think. Um, that's how I feel. You know, like I, I definitely feel like crossroads are one of those. Because it's like, hey, it's like a split in the dimension. I can go down this way, and if you totally possibly different, you know, uh, possibility. And yeah, I'm. I guess I'm very believing the paranormal, but yeah, I believe like crossroads are definitely like. Hey, yeah. 
This area yeah. has weird energy. Yes, yeah. yeah. And the Pine Barrens is, cr- like, driving past it, it has, like, I don't know. It, it Like, maybe it's because I knew the stories, but I always felt, like, dread, like, having to drive past. It's it's just, yeah. like, all these woods, and it's creepy. Not is it far from here? Probably, like, two hours from oh. from Philly, yeah. You, are you going to go? Are you going to go look I, for the Jersey Kind of. <laughs> I'd go with you if you wanted to go with Jersey I'll Devil Hunting. <laughs> it sounds like a thing where the, the state at least promote it as a touristy thing. It does, it? yeah, yeah. It's weird that the state leans into it. I think now, though, most states have like a state cryptid that they like joke about or whatever. You can actually get in some states a Bigfoot hunting license. <laughs> you can apply for one and I guess try to hunt Bigfoot. <laughs> See, I would like to do that. I like. I would like to be. I would like to experience creepy touristy stuff, you know, because yeah. like I never got that. I got like creepy non-touristy stuff. <laughs> yeah, not like, fun stuff. Not yeah. Fun <laughs> but um, New Hope, uh, I went to New Hope with my friend once back in high school. And apparently when she was in the dressing room, she had heard hearing banging from this closet, from this door. She thought like someone was banging the back door or something. And then when she opened the door, it was just like a uh, supply closet. And uh, yeah, um, New Hope. I know that is New Hope place. haunted. I've never. I mean, I've been there for shows, but I've I never... think so. Didn't you? Didn't yeah? You didn't hear? I think um, yeah. There's like a haunted um, hotel that takes like Dang. months in advance to get reservations. Of go course there. it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've always heard New Hope was a haunted place. I always say Pennsylvania in, in general is like very spooky. I, I, you know this, I just came back from Denver and Denver oh, yeah. felt really, really spiritual to me too. And I don't know, I keep saying this, but I don't know if it was just the lack of oxygen. But <laughs> like, what? yeah, because it's so high, the elevation, I know, like, I know that. it's harder for your body. Everyone that lives up there is insane. You get less oxygen per breath, so you're like, you're a little oh, winded man. all the time. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was something about it. Like, I went on a goat hike, and I want to have this lady on, because towards the end, I was like, uh, have you, do you have any, sh-? she was a storyteller, historian, owns goats. Uh, I loved her. And I, at the end, I was like, do you have any, like, ghost stories or anything? And she was like, I'm psychic. And then we sat in her kitchen and she gave me homemade sourdough bread and coffee and just told me crazy stories. Like what? (laughs) Well, it's going to be on the show. Okay. But yeah, Colorado just felt different to me. There's an energy there. I don't know how to describe it. I get it. No, like Vietnam's like as big as, I think Pennsylvania, if you lay it horizontally. And like when I go to different state in America, it feels like a different country. You guys have like stuff from mountains to deserts, yeah, to like all everything. So it's intense. Yeah, I think there are elemental spiritualness. You know, totally. Definitely like yeah. So uh, man, I always want to go desert. And- <laughs> Well, Colorado Sorry. is weird. It's not desert. I don't know if that's what you're referencing. It's like mountainous, but dry. Mm-hmm. Dry as hell, like the desert. Yeah. It's like snowy. It does both. Yeah. It was it like when both. I was there, it was 80 degrees one day, and then it snowed the next. 
What? What? <laughs> that's, I know. I can't. I don't know how or why. I that's kind of cool, though. Because Denver's great. I, and then the snow melted really fast, obviously. So you had cool. like a day of snow and then back to normal. Oh, that's like nice. It's like a casual winter. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we could end it there. This was really fun. If you ever yes. have any more ghost stories or if you want to like, you know, in the future, if you have something to promote and you want to come back on and just talk about whatever, uh, like we could like look, I could look something up. Uh, let me know. Cause yeah. this is really fun. This is really <laughs> fun. Yeah. This was fun hanging out with you and you guys, the audience. Um, <laughs> I guess the only thing I would like to plug is that uh, Tattoo's mom. Yeah, I'm so happy you're uh, bringing that back. Thank you. Well, it's going to be awesome. If you don't know, Tattoo's mom hosts a comedy show every last Tuesday of the month. And it used to be this awesome show. It was, I was so on a few times. It was great. And uh, well, they're bringing it back. This is going to be the, for the first time since the pandemic. It's going to be uh, next Tuesday. In the wow. Bay and hopefully every last tuesday from now on so if you can't come to this month come at, come any other month congrats that's so exciting Thank you. I'm so excited. tattoo Can... mom is a great venue and mm -hmm. i'm sure it'll go back to its former glory it's gonna be mm -hmm. awesome thank you yeah and where can people uh if they want to follow you where can they do that yeah uh my handle again my name is tan t-a-n so my handle is you know tan just you know tan that's you know, so easy. You know, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Sometimes people have to like spell out these mm. re these really long, and I'm like, you should change it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not so even like um, abbreviate or anything. It's just the phrase. The yeah. whole phrase. You know, Tan. Thank That's you. Awesome. Thank you for letting me add my plug. Yeah, of course. Thanks for being on the show. You were great. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.